Hello and welcome. This is Friend Request and I am your host, Justin Lamb. This is episode seven and I am talking to my friend Evie, also known as Evelyn, or as I say in the beginning, Evmeister. I'm going to get that one going. Uh, it was such a pleasure to sit down with Evie. She is a, a wonderful person to talk to and she's been through so much and she shares a lot of her uh, stories on some of her relationships and uh, some childhood breakdowns that she had and and the cruelty of, of all those little piss ant teenagers uh, when we're all that age and everybody's kind of an asshole to some degree. And I, I got a lot from it. I really hope you guys too do too. And if you have been getting anything out of any of these episodes, uh, the nicest thing you could do for me is tell a friend about it. Uh, share and tell your friends what you've been listening to and if you've gained anything out of it and you think anyone else can get anything out of it too. That has been the most rewarding part of this entire thing is hearing the feedback from people. Uh, hey, thank you so much for putting this out there. And and all of my individual guests, you guys have been telling me about people that have been reaching out to you. And it that is, that's got to feel great. I mean, it feels great for me. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, continue your support. I appreciate it. I hope you enjoy episode seven. And I will talk to you after the episode. Hi, thanks. Hi. Thanks for coming You're over. You're so welcome. Um, Evelyn, Evie, Evmeister. Evmeister, <laughs> yeah. That's the birth certificate name. That, literally, that's what it says, Evmeister. I just go by Ev. Yeah. Uh, so I typically start by recapping how I know you. Okay. Which, like so many other people, <laughs> uh, it makes me think it's Best Buy. Yeah. Um, so what I know about you, we worked at Best Buy together. Mm -hmm. um, you were at Geek Squad. So uh, you play World of Warcraft, right? I do. Do you still play? Yes. Okay. Actually, I was playing before I can. I was awesome. like, all right, got to log off. Got to get ready to go. <laughs> um, I'm playing the new Elder Scrolls mobile game. Mobile game? Yeah, on okay. my phone. Uh, it's real good. <laughs> it's bad that it's real good. And you're about to go to Ren Renfest. Yes. So you're, you, like me, share some nerd culture. <laughs> yeah. Uh, likes, similarities. I don't know what word I'm looking for. Um, but you, yeah, <laughs> yeah. you would lean more towards, and I correct me if I'm wrong, I'm making assumptions, but you lean more towards like, uh, I don't know, like anime and Yumicon type shit sometimes. Yes or no? I mean, when I really got into nerd culture, that really was what started it all, you okay. know. Um, I watched Sailor Moon too. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Sailor Moon. Uh, Fushigi Yugi was a big favorite, um, Oldie But a Goodie. And uh, so that's really where I got started, but then it kind of expanded because I always had Renaissance Festival um, in my family because my mom was really huge. Her and my stepdad were like, Full on into it. So oh, that's like, cool. I didn't get to go a lot because it's boring for kids, or it was at the time. It's it's evolved. But <laughs> screw um, that turkey legs go all around. Yeah, right? I'm all about it. Um, but they kind of exposed it to me too. That's where I got that side of it. Was my stepdad was really big into like D and D and like I didn't know it at the time, but LARPing. Um, he, oh, live action role play. Yes, yes. yes. <laughs> uh, Someone he, else said that recently. And I was like, the fuck is that? <laughs> he would build like these out of PVC pipes and uh foam and duct tape you uh, your, build weapons your pipe bombs is what they're right, right. well they were <laughs> he was actually a domestic like terrorist yes <laughs> i didn't know no wonder he got mad when we broke them um but yeah i, I actually was exposed to that a lot earlier but that's cool do you play D? I do as i can but i'm not very good at it 
Like I, mean, I play so infrequently <laughs> that it's be like good or bad at it. I mean, you can be bad at it in like the sense that you're like, uh, what the fuck are we doing? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just like, okay, I do this, and oh, I, I need to add this correct. <laughs> uh, anyway, completely, completely, uh, non-related to anything. It's totally right. Yes, totally relevant. Um, so let's let's go all the way back. The year was 1902. Now, uh. Mom and dad, you're yes. born. Yes. <laughs> uh, what did mom and dad do? Mm, my mom, I don't know if my mom was employed when I was born. I know at some point she worked in like a factory and she left because of fumes and being pregnant and stuff. What kind of factory did you know? Uh, I think like automotive, like seatbelts. Oh, okay. I think. Huh. I don't know. I'm... So here you were born in Michigan? Yes. Okay. Detroit. 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 Um... And my dad, I don't know, I've, it, all my life I've just known that he is a truck driver and that is all he is capable of doing. Okay. Um, so I think maybe that's what he was doing. I don't know, at that point, my older brother had already been born, like... So your only sibling? Uh, well, I'm sorry, I take that back. My two brothers <laughs> had already been born. Oh, okay. Um, and they're all, like, most... Oh, how old my older brother? He is. Yeah, how far apart are you guys? Couple years. Oh, okay. Yeah, don't. I hope he never finds this. I don't remember how <laughs> what year. I think he was nineteen eighty. I think he's as old as my husband. Um, but yeah, and then my other brother was born. Although his mom was smart and basically was like, you know what, we're leaving and left the state. Um. So is that your half brother? Yes. Okay. Uh, I don't have any uh, full siblings. Okay. They're all halvesies. Um. From different marriages. Different marriage, yeah, different okay. marriages. Yeah, my dad at least marries these women and then just gets divorced <laughs> later. I think he's on like his seventh or something. I don't. I've Winner. heard a similar story. Yeah. <laughs> um, when do you, you said you had a stepdad? So when do you, when do your parents get divorced? Um, I think within the first year I was born, oh, okay. my dad was being a scumbag, cheating on with the nanny. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah, one of those. Yeah. So then my mom moved in with my grandparents. Okay. Um. And then my dad went to go on to be a deadbeat dad. How long did you stay with grandparents? Forever. Awesome. Um, I grew up with my grandparents yeah. in my mouth. Yeah. Well, see, this is where my childhood can get complicated. Yeah. Because... Enlighten me. Yes. <laughs> um, so my mom moved in with my grandparents. And from what I understand, I think the first couple years of my life, she was... She took care of me. I guess I had colic, which she'd make sure to remind me about how awful that was. Um, the baby that can never be satisfied. Yeah. Um, you know, thousand rounds in the kitchen. But then I feel like probably around three or f- three to five, she starts becoming hands off. And now I'm my grandparents' problem. My grandparents always took care of her and baby at her okay. to a degree. So they never was really... Was she an only child? No, she's the baby. Okay. So they babied her because she was the baby. I guess. <laughs> you know, but... Did you kind of grow up as an only child? Yes. Because the other brothers weren't around because they were... Yeah. Are they both um, related to you through your dad? Yes. Okay. Brothers from another mother's. And two other mothers, right? Yes. So he was just setting up shop. Yes. He okay. Was, yeah. He's, <laughs> you know what? Funny, but true. Me and my brother swear there probably are more because my dad was a U.S. truck driver. That was his across, MO. Yeah. <laughs> some lot lizard somewhere probably has his baby somewhere. And that's, you know, I, I check ancestry reg- you know, regularly to yeah. see if somebody else pops up. Yeah. You know, oh, new Arizona. Okay. I know where you came from. <laughs> but uh, so, yeah, at that point, I feel like my mom just started doing her own thing she was 20 when she had me okay um 
and she went off to go do young 20s things and left me to my grandparents, which my grandparents aren't going to be like, forget that kid. kid. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, can just, you can just live here. I don't guess I'll feed you, you know. No, they picked up where she yeah. was, you know. Was this in Detroit? No, this is actually in Macomb. Okay. Uh, Macomb County. Fraser, actually. The east side. Yeah. <laughs> um, but very nice. It's a little itty bitty town. And um, when I was growing up, like, we never locked our doors. Yeah. Never. And the crime, our cops were so bored. Like, they get you for jaywalking. <laughs> yeah. Like, you looked at them wrong. They were getting you for, you know, disorderly conduct. Yeah, like, we, they we were We got to get something on yeah, the books, Yeah, that city, they were very bored at that time. I, don't, I think they're a little less bored now, but... So what was growing up like? School, friends? Um, I mean, outside of yeah. your home being... So I grew up on a farm in the middle of this city. Oh. It was like an acre and a half in a city. Across the street, school administration. You go down another foot, it's the middle school. You go down another foot, it's high school. And my elementary was in the neighborhood behind me. Um, so but you, it was still your grandparents had like the last big plot of land there? Yeah. Wow. And so um my grandfather's family had that they had like 160 acres at some point eventually sold down but they kept that and so he would keep farming farm boy he went he his education was eighth grade um, they still have that land no mm, uh, no i was gonna say probably make a bunch of money off it at this point no um my it got sold after they passed away okay. so um it's irritating well, so we're we, fast we, forwarding yeah well, we can get to that later um but growing up in school, you know, I had friends. I had my weird friends. But at the time, you know, I never really picked up on that I was different. I, I think the reason I was different is because, and my, my family pointed this out, is that I would rather talk to adults than kids. Because yeah. I grew up that way. Yeah. Um, I mean, I had my cousins who were around my age, but they weren't over all the time. So it was like all I had was adults to talk to. So I think that set me up to be the weird kid. So what, what do you mean by weird kid and weird friends? Just my thought processes. You know, I played by myself. Yeah. I, you know, I just, I thought differently. As you grow up in elementary and middle school, you become the weird kid. Because you don't think the same way everybody else does. I can relate. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, so finally, probably about middle school, I realized that, oh my God, I'm the weird kid. Why can't I be popular? So... It, it was really tough and depressing um, coming into that age, being 14 and be like, oh, I'm weird, like the cool kid. Yeah. You know, I still had my friends yeah. and I didn't think there was anything wrong with them. But I'm like, why are these kids being dicks to me? You know, yeah. my coping mechanism was punk music, <laughs> which because then you're hanging out with all the other outcasts that are listening to punk right? music. It's funny, um, how, it's funny how all that forms. Yeah. For me, uh, drawing is nice. was, was is cathetic. Um my mom is a phenomenal artist. Actually, my mom can be good at anything if she didn't defeat herself because she's a perfectionist. Let me just be honest, but she draws, 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 draws amazing dragons and just anything she draws, it's amazing. So I wanted to be like her. I idolized her. Did she do a lot of artwork when you were growing up? Yes. She okay. actually painted me a shirt of like, the, it looked like the Beast from Beauty and the Beast, like the live oh, action, yeah, yeah, yeah. like Ron Perlman. Yeah. Um, but... It was slightly different, and she just she painted it on a shirt, and it looked awesome. But nice. wearing that to school, you look fucking weird. Yeah. Um, but I loved it. But her dragons, again, they just looked awesome. That's cool. Yeah, just the, I, I would try my best to emulate it, but I could only get, like, some lines. Did you find yourself kind of, uh, typically picking up things that your mom was into, like, looking back? Um, at that time, I did. Yeah. Um, because probably about the time I was eight until I was... 
14, 15, like, I idolized her. Yeah. My dad was a devil, which I gave him the chance to prove me wrong, but he didn't. Did you um, see him at all during your childhood? I saw him maybe two or three times a year. Okay. I came. I found out in the last year he was supposed to be picking me up every other weekend. Okay. Yeah, I was so like. So that was the custody arrangement. That yeah, he but did he didn't. Not. No, he didn't. Yeah. Um. So I was like, oh, okay, yep. He, you know. Did he still live in Michigan? Yes. Like, even though it, he was he usually, driving. He lived in Pontiac or like Howell or whatever. I think he lived in Taylor Tucky. I don't you know. Taylor Tucky. <laughs> I, I live next door to Taylor Tucky now. So, <laughs> um, but you know, just these lower income areas where yeah. like when i would go to his house i would not walk outside yeah because i come from this nice little like don't lock your doors don't lock my doors Grandpa's like got a farm i can walk out at 10 a.m 10 i'm sorry 10 p.m and like yeah. i'm safe you know yeah. but in his places i was like mm, don't, don't look at me you know i'm not going outside yeah. um Just added to the probably i imagine already discomfort from this is a guy that you only see a couple times a year. Yeah, you know. And well, now I'm in an area I don't know. It's also seems yeah, like a bad and, area. And my stepmom, and for a bulk of my childhood, he was married to a lady that had three kids, okay. and all his focus was on them. That's all they cared about. I mean, I didn't, I didn't hold it against them, the kids, but it was very clear like that was always their priority. Yeah. So, um, and then they picked on me too, and it was. Were they older, younger? Older. Older, all of them. Yeah. Okay. So growing up, I was also a very gullible child. Yeah. Because I, yeah, and they took advantage of it all the time. So they've added me on Facebook. I've deleted it. <laughs> like, no, <laughs> I, I don't forget what you did to me then. Yeah. Don't want to be friends with you now. Um, so I hated seeing my stepmom because it was just like, if I looked the wrong way, she was yelling at me. And for like a minute, it was like every time I came over, she'd find lice, quote unquote, in my head or, you know, and send me home immediately. And my mom got to the point. She's like, I don't see them. Like, what yeah. is going on? She was like, just using that to. That, that's what I think, because it was like, how, where am I getting this lice? Like every yeah. other, you know, so. Yeah, that's frustrating. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I saw my, my older brother. Like, I would see him fairly regularly. Like, when my mom and my dad were dating, like, she would help with that. Yeah. So, I did see him growing up. Not all the time. We didn't live together. But, like, he'd come over, stay at night. I oh, have okay. a really good relationship with him. And uh, I maintain that. And me and him, even though we grew up mostly separate, yeah. we're, like, the same. Except he's he's an emotional... He's very emotional and um, wants everybody to like him. Whereas I'm just like, there don't need to be emotion here. Like, this is business. Um, which, that's when he gets mad at me. <laughs> so. But he's the one that's forgiven our dad like 800 times. And I'm like, why? Yeah. But he had a better relationship when he was growing up than what I got. So, yeah. there's a little bit more. There's more resentment. Yeah. 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 Residual, you know, from when they were hanging out when he was younger than what I got. So, I get it. But I think it's, I think it's finally done. Circling back though, yeah, high school or I'm sorry, middle school is really when I started to realize like I wasn't any, I wasn't even cool kid. I was like the nerdy, geeky people that everybody picks on. Yeah. And I was trying my hardest just to not be there. I remember somebody called me a scrub and it really upset me. Um, I'm like, I don't even know what this means. Damn you, TLC! You're <laughs> right? ruining my life. Right. And I'm like, I don't know what. Why am I a scrub? Um, I'll fix it, you know. Yeah. And uh, there was one day I called home crying, asking to get picked up, and it was really tough. And, um, finally in, in high school, 
I was on the swim team and I got bullied out of that because I like the water. Yeah. But apparently me like swimming under the water, I'm purposely looking at them because I'm a secret lesbian. Oh. So I did that and it was like a month later I uh, had like a breakdown. And it's something that stands out because that's the moment in my life where things changed. Um, How so? So I was really depressed about everything. I was addicted to chat rooms, AOL chat rooms at that time. I loved AOL chat rooms. Oh, God. I was a biggest bully. Huge bully. If you didn't type right or use the right words or whatever, I was tearing you down. Do you think that was, you felt like you could control that space? Yeah. And I did. Yeah. I I was, you know, it was, there was these two chat rooms that we were like sister, not sister, because it was like dudes and girls. And it was like anywhere we went, we were just like big dick in a locker room, like, you know, and, uh. (laughs) And yeah, that was, I had my friends there. Um, I still have my friends in real life, but they kind of were like, you have a problem. And I'm like, yeah, but I'm going to go on my computer on the internet. Like, it's okay. (laughs) But there was this one day. Is this late nineties? This would be 2000. Okay. Yes. 10th, 10th grade. Yeah. This is 2000. So this October of 2000, one day I just, I have a, a break and I had a panic attack. I didn't know what it was at the time. All I knew was I was crying, I was sobbing, and I'm gasping for air. Yeah. And shaking and just, I don't know what's going on. Yeah. And it stands out because it was like months after that, I was numb. I didn't feel like anything. Like, I had to be like, you know what, now's a good time to eat. Like, usually I eat around this time. Yeah. I, I just, I wasn't hungry. I didn't, I just. Shut before, it all off. I did. Yeah. Um, and so I was communicating with a friend. I changed my font color, which freaks out my friends because <laughs> it was always indicative of my mood. And so my font color was like a blood red. And this is where I created a character, carthetic character, that I kind of channeled a lot of feelings into and creating stories and stuff with that. But um, that was really a defining moment because, yeah, I shut everything off and, like, rebooted. And when I finally came out of it, which... I honestly couldn't tell you. It was a couple months at least. When yeah. I finally came out of it, I was just like, you know what? I can't change what things were. I'm not going to, if I can't change it, why am I going to let it bother me? Yeah. Oh, and fuck everybody. I changed. I didn't quite realize that everybody in high school realized it until later down the road. You're like, you know what? I thought you were a bitch, but you're actually really nice. And it was because I put up those walls and where yeah. I'm just like, I don't give a shit what you think. You had to create defense yeah. mechanisms. For- it did. But after that, I stopped really caring about a lot of stuff and was my own person for the most part. I mean, there was still that longing for why do these people treat me this way? Yeah. And I, would, I ended up being friends with some of them. But there were just these some of these douchebags that just were like, I'm going to try to cut you down. And I'm just like, whatever, man. Yeah. You know, I, I, I was never quick on my feet, so I'm just like, I would take it, but I wouldn't take it home with me. Yeah. And, yeah, that was a big thing. That really set up my attitude for life yeah school is uh school's the worst yes like kids are the worst i uh i mean when i went from fifth grade to sixth grade Mm -hmm. our school borders changed so everyone i knew in elementary went to one school and and two other people went to the other school and everyone was a shithead (laughs) so i stopped going to school ended up going to psychiatric hospital for a couple months i was like 11 at this point Mm -hmm. um 
yeah, and then high school. So then when I came back, you know, Dungeons and Dragons and <laughs> Sailor Moon, I was hanging out with like the kids I played Dungeons and Dragons with were like three years older than me. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I definitely understand the, yeah. the, you're the weirdo one part. Um, my coping mechanism, like I said, was punk rock. <laughs> so I was like, my brother was super popular. And then at around like 15, I was like, I'm going to listen to punk music and wear black misfit shirts and yeah still love those things today <laughs> yeah um actually middle school is when i found sailor moon nice so yeah. that didn't help um i did hide it for a while at some but looking point. back it did help right right it yeah it helped create uh something you're interested in to this yeah. day <laughs> but yeah i got crap for that um and that added to everything so you still hold on to a lot of this you think what the kind yes. of the resentment towards the other kids and oh and I, yeah i mean some of them i mean i added some of them on facebook you know yeah. okay hey, new leaf it's been you know we're 25 now whatever and yeah. it was like nothing changed and i'm like all right we don't need to be a part of this you're you are who you are we're still bullying you online no okay. no they they but they acted like nothing happened yeah. and i was like no something did happen yeah. and even though you were a stupid kid like just hey i was a douchebag sorry you know but i'm older now I, I realize that i was a teenager you know it's like okay but no all of them were like like we were bffs in school it's kind of how they acted and i'm like we were not bffs yeah like you caused me to almost kill myself um i did actually i, I left that part out but when i had that break i yeah. did literally for like 45 minutes do circles in my kitchen debating on if i was going to get a knife to to end it yeah um but I'm not one of those people. Max summed it up regularly. He's like, you can. He's like, you have to know what happens next. And I'm like, yes. Yeah. Even as low as it is. Yeah. And I'm like, I got to see what happens next. Yeah. Um, he's like, you can't do it. I'm like, you're right. But at the time, I was just doing circles. Yeah. I just, I remember it being numb and being like, can I, you know. I remember walking up to my grandma and be like, hey, I need to see a therapist. And she's like, why? And I'm like, I need to see somebody. She's like, why? And I'm like, all right, we're done here. Yeah. Um so I tried. It's a different generation. Yeah. Unfortunately. <laughs> but that was for me to ask for help. Yeah. And then, just, and then I went to therapy and then I ended up having to pay for it, which I'm like, I work 14 hours a week. Like, I can't. Where were you working in high school? Uh, I didn't get a job until I was 17 because <laughs> my grandparents handed me everything. Yeah. Which I've been having that conversation with my stepkids. Um, they handed me everything. I never had to learn the value of earning things yeah. it was just i want this okay here you go um so i didn't get a job until i was 17 i worked at party city oh. that was my first job um and <laughs> actually my go-to spot for st patrick's day decorations heck, yeah i mean we carried like everything when i graduated i'm like hey party supplies oh I yeah that discount. works out yeah um i remember the manager when he hired me he was like you know if you had a job before i'm like no he's like that's great we can instill you know, good habits. And I'm yeah. like, this sounds weird, but okay. <laughs> it's very cultish, sir. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah, it was just a different crew. And again, I, I made friends with the manager that nobody else liked. <laughs> Even though the other one that really, like, spearheaded that, like, was actually embezzling money from the store. Come nice. to find out later. But Good job, guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he wanted to instill that in you. <laughs> yeah, there was, like, rumors that me and him were, like doing stuff and i'm like i leave here i go home like i have never even been in your car or i don't even know which one your car is like yeah. why are people because we talk 
because I get occasionally the perk where, you know what, I don't want a straight line. I'd rather do inventory, which was just sitting there counting. Yeah. You know, easy I'm stuff. And he's familiar. like, <laughs> yes, sorry. Um, well, in there, like, you had to count, like, pencils and grammar and all things. And so that was an easier job. And I'm like, Preston, you should let me do that today. And he's like, yeah, you don't have to do cashier. And I'm like, that's great. Thanks. Thanks. <laughs> so you get out of high school. Yep. Super excited. Um, yeah. I mean, I got accepted to Eastern. Nice. Everyone else went to Wayne. Um, but at the time, I was dead set. I saw. I had seen Silence of the Lambs. Psychology? And, yes. Uh, <laughs> forensic psychology, actually. Nice really into it so i'm in after you know two years of just loving it i'm like i think this is what i want to do uh, i was already obsessed with um oh gosh what was the name of the show it was on discovery it was like the only forensic show that was out there the new detectives okay i don't know that it, it's old i don't think they you know show it anymore but it was the new detectives on discovery watch it all the time and it was showing the forensic techniques yeah. it was like the first one so it was like it was real stories yeah okay yeah and so you went to eastern right from high school mm -hmm. good old ypsilanti mm -hmm. um live in the dorms yes freshman year yep live in the dorms freshman year um spent some time in those dorms <laughs> my grandma got me a really nice lumina ltz sporty Ooh. because she wanted me to have a reliable car chevy lumina i had a lumina apv minivan Did, oh <laughs> i had well i had the yeah, i had the sporty sedan so it was like i had a v6 and it was people would try to do the whole i'm gonna cut you off on the left side i'm like nope we're out of here uh <laughs> see you later guys i got right? a lumina so she spent 8100 on it like wow. and and but for me i'm like look here's this shadow i am a stupid teenager <laughs> i just need a car you know here it's 800 bucks but she bought me that one because she wanted me to have a reliable car to go that distance so i appreciate it but that was the one thing where i'm like grandma just just get me this lebaron like right here which is unlike a lot of kids at that age yeah like everybody in my you, school you had a like, shadow look i know how much money things are i know how irresponsible i can be with yeah this, i'm so like i am don't... gonna dent the crap out of yeah. this like get me the give me the crapper and we'll talk about a better car later yeah but no she got me the nicer one how was dorm life how was dorm Fine, life my roommate the... sucked yeah um she was really one of those like she should have been a sorority like that was her thing and she would use the garbage but she would never change the garbage <laughs> And, like, I get a lot of it ended up being mine, but, like, at some point, like, fucking change the garbage. Yeah. I woke up one day with my foot in the garbage because she had pushed it over to my side because I had refused to change it for oh, two days. Because I passive had aggressive move. Yeah, because I had <laughs> changed it, like, this was, like, October, uh, close to November. I had changed it, like, that whole time because, again, I was going to get an A&W down the cafeteria. A lot of it was mine, but it was like, no, bitch, yeah. contribute. <laughs> you know? So were you able to uh, find your tribe when you went to Eastern? No. You didn't have, you didn't find it any mm -mm. better college? No. Okay. I was, it was just me and then I'd go on the internet like, yeah. and my computer and I had to be, you know, considered her and, you know, but she's, she slept like a lot. She's talking in her sleep and I wish I could remember now, but she said some pretty cool stuff. Like one day she was looking for treasure, which was a great conversation. Awesome. Okay, oh, you could respond to her? Yes. Nice. Yeah, like I tried, like it wouldn't work all the time, but I was like, oh, where is it? And she's like, oh, it's, it's with the X. And I'm like, yeah, it's usually where Charger is, you know. But outside so, of your dorms and, and classes and stuff, there did you, you weren't able to... I mean, okay, so I take it back. I, I've kind of forgotten about it, but there was an anime club. Nice. So made friends with there. The one guy was smitten with me, but mm. I had a boyfriend at the time. 
Is this boyfriend that you met down there or someone you were dating? It was high school. Home? My high okay. school sweetheart. We Where did he go together. to school? He didn't. Okay. He was working at okay. Taco Bell or something. Um, and he started smoking, which I don't smoke. I've never done drugs. Yeah. I do alcohol. That's it. So it was like a big deal. I'm like, why are you smoking? He's like, I'm not. And I'm like, I can smell it. But yeah, the guy yeah, at the, the anime club. The person you make out with can always tell you to smoke. <laughs> he just has to walk up. And I'm like, you got that smell. Yeah. And so, yeah, the anime club, made friends with them, got really familiar with Ann Arbor because that's where there's there was a big anime shop, Pinball Pete's, uh, Bubble Tea, mm, delicious. And so, I mean, I saw that, but then it wasn't enough to really keep me there. Yeah. So you always kind of relied on the online yeah, part. Yeah, yeah. Still, still good friends with those guys, although that's the time we start breaking apart because real life. Yeah. But internet was still big for me. It's still big for me now. Yeah. I finish my semester at Eastern. I come home for break. I'm considering going to Wayne because that's where all my high school friends are. When I go there and see people. Because yeah. at Eastern, I didn't have anybody I could go see. Yeah. I mean, I had my anime friends, but it wasn't like my high school friends that I could just start chatting up. While I'm... I, I end up staying at my boyfriend's house like that whole break. How long were you guys together? I think at that point we're at two. Okay. But come right before the semester starts, my grandma was in dialysis and there something happened. She stopped breathing, all that stuff. She's in the hospital. And long story short, she passed away on June 13th. And this was between your... Oh, this is right after your first year yeah, at Eastern? right after okay. my first year of college. Yeah. And... You have to remember that when I grew up, my mom wasn't there. Yeah, so your grandma was like my grandma your was mom. my mom. Yeah. So when people talk about that kind of loss, like I don't advertise, but it's like I know how that feels. Yeah. yeah. I don't think I'll feel the same when my mom leaves. Yeah. I don't have that good a relationship with her, but it's just like yeah, it it was pretty devastating. It still gets upsetting, but. Yeah. I've come to terms with it as best I can. Like the day comes by and it's like, oh, happy birthday, my friend. Today's the day my grandma. When she was in the hospital, I never let my family see me there. Why was that? I didn't want them to see me weak. Okay. I didn't want them to see me upset. I didn't want... Like your mom or your grandma? Anybody. Nobody? Nobody. Like if they showed up or they were there, I would just go sit in a waiting room. Or if they showed up, I would just leave. Yeah. I didn't... Even the nurses, when they were there, like I would hide like behind equipment and stuff and just, you know, talk to her. But she... Basically, after whatever happened, she never woke up. They said she was brain dead. But I just... The reports we had about what happened never matched up, so I just... I don't know what happened. Yeah. Just... That was the end result. So... But her, at this point, I mean, her kidneys had failed. Yeah, her kidneys was, were going. She was diabetic. Yeah, okay. Um, which I'm sure is in my future. <laughs> and... Uh, you said you did the ancestry thing, right? The DNA Right, thing? yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't go there when they decided to pull the plug. I okay. knew I couldn't handle it. I would just lose my shit. Yeah. And my aunt made me mad. And I get it. I get it was more for her, you know, to feel better. Yeah. But she called me and, like, walked me through what happened. Like, they pulled the plug. Her face, you know, became peaceful. I'm like, I don't need to hear this right now. Yeah, like, yeah. stop. Um, but I get she was doing it more for her, thinking she'd also be helping me. And I'm just like, I wasn't there for a reason. Like, I didn't want to, you know. So I was like, cool, thanks, cool, okay, bye. Yeah. And then, yeah, I don't even think my boyfriend at the time, I let him see me cry. I mean, I did, and people saw, but yeah. it was like, 
Well, cause you you put these walls up in high school. Yeah. And that was like I'm only I'm only able to deal with half this mm-hmm. shit because I have these walls up. Yeah. So, so I need to like, especially at this point when it's really hard to not. <laughs> yeah, I, I have a big thing for weakness. Like yeah. you can't see me weak. Um, that was my thing. Can't yeah. see me weak. I, I'm still that way. Um, things could be falling down. I'm like everything's fine. <laughs> you know. Now, do you think that comes from a lack of trust that people are going to be compassionate and caring, and you could be looked down upon or made fun of, or? It it comes more from. I usually put myself in positions to help people and carry them and do all that. And when you're that kind of person, I think I don't want them to see me that way because then they don't have faith that I'll rescue them later. Okay. Does that make sense? A little bit. Um, yeah, I just, I'm always got my poop in a group and you can't see me when I don't. Yeah. Um, because that's, I want you to think of me as that person that just has it going. Yeah. Um, I, I don't think that has something to do with high school. I think that is just, um, it comes from wanting to help people and just, you know, you can't trust the person that can't keep their stuff together. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I don't, I haven't really sat down and broke that one down. Where, where did that come from? <laughs> yeah. Um, cause it, it becomes crippling sometimes. Yeah. Cause it's like, well, cause you, you hold it all, all it's inside. All in here, yeah. yeah. It doesn't go away. It just, yeah, like, it's just there. So it manifests like, and. Yeah. Flex your shoulders up and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> One thing I bring up on here all yeah. too often, which I feel like I should get like a paid sponsorship at some point, um, is Brene Brown. Okay. Do you know who that is? No. Okay. She's, uh, she probably know more about her too, but she, she's, I think she's a psychologist, but she's, she's got a Netflix special right now. Uh, she also has a Ted talk you can see on YouTube, but she talks about vulnerability mm-hmm. and, uh, it was very eye opening for me just cause she discusses like how vulnerabilities are looked at, uh, like especially by the person with the vulnerability that like as a weakness. Mm-hmm. Um, but then the more you talk about them, the more you gain power over them and they more become a strength. And I just found that so attractive. Cause I, like I mentioned Dax Shepard earlier, like all the stuff I listen to podcast wise, mm-hmm. and hopefully people listen to this too. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> It's people that are like former addicts or yeah, Dax uh, yeah. made wonderful. Yeah, he's doing. But great. so he's a perfect example because yeah. it's. Uh, so he was molested as a child. Right? Mm-hmm. He talks so nonchalantly about it. Oh, you do because he he's talked about it so much that like that has no more power over him. Yes, and, and that's true. So my childhood has something similar. Yeah. Um, something with my cousins. It was we didn't even know what was going on, and I'll share it. Um. But, you know, they, they've actually both approached me twice thinking they never approached me the first time. And I came to terms when it, with it when I was, like, 12. It, it, nobody was doing anything on purpose to be malicious. It was kind of messed up. But I was like, you know what? It is what it is. Yeah. But they were, like, so racked with guilt. And I'm like, dude, it, it's whatever. You know, it, it, we didn't know. It's something yeah. they did to you? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um. Never full, you know, people go through way worse, but yeah. there, there was sexual elements. It's all all divulge, but yeah, I can just talk about it because it's, it's a thing. It's, um, maybe in a psychology perspective, maybe hypersexualized myself growing yeah. up, but it didn't set me up in bad ways either. So, um, I, I just came to terms with it. And they've come to you multiple times with it? To apologize. Yeah, which, like I said, I, I already came when I was young, like 12. I remember sitting in my sixth grade class just being like, I think I'm 
dirty like am i i'm like no like nobody was doing this to be you know we didn't know what we were doing yeah and it creates an element of shame yeah and and so i was as a kid yeah and it it really was and but like i said i i it was sixth grade i had to be like 12 years old and i was just like you know what It, it wasn't malicious it wasn't you know yeah and it stopped the moment i said i don't want to do this anymore it was done yeah um and yeah but they like were racked with guilt like two different times in their lives and i'm like it's cool dude yeah. like obviously i kids. don't know specifics of what uh, when i was the same age mm-hmm. i went through something with someone mm-hmm. a couple of years older uh i will say i have resentment that they've never approached me oh i'm sorry <laughs> so no no not at all <laughs> uh, i think that's like that's uh that's remarkable that that a you've gone past it mm-hmm. and b like they've come to you uh cause i think owning that so when everybody involved in that is a kid mm-hmm. uh it's it's a different territory uh first of all there's a level of shame that will stick with you for a long time because mm-hmm. especially if like there's no adults involved who are you going to talk to about that yeah. um and then uh, no one involved really like has, knows what they're doing you know? Yeah. So it's, 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 uh, yeah. Right. Yeah. It, for them, I think the only reason they came forward, forward is because when my grandma died, like that whole side of the family found Jesus. <sighs> like that side of the family is just gone because like when my grandma died, they, yeah, they found Jesus. They literally are like part of some sort of cult. Okay. Um, you know, I broke up with my second boyfriend and my one cousin goes, you know, I always said you can't find Jesus with somebody between your legs. Like my cousin says this to me <laughs> when I'm like 22 years old. It's like a bumper sticker in Utah. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know, um, not to switch, but yeah, I no. think that's really what motivated them in that case. But yeah, they still did it. Um, it kind of made me chuckle when they both approached me a second time Yeah, because they don't remember the first time. Yeah. But it was just it like probably makes you wonder like did you guys even mean anything the first time you said <laughs> right? it because you, you don't even remember that yeah like yeah i, I told you before it was we're it's water under the bridge like yeah. we're now this that was then nobody needs to know it's between us i'm not mad at you yeah i've lived you know i've moved on yeah so sorry oh you don't have to apologize for anything um so done with your first year at eastern yes grandma dies yep depression is a hell of a thing uh, i thought i had it weird well i guess this is like depression 2.0 in my life <laughs> um i had long hair like i did when i was at best buy yeah i would get up in the morning put it up in a, a clip and then i would just go i probably cried pretty hard at the moment thought of what happened until about april or may and then it kind of tapered off I forced myself to go to Wayne. You're talking about your grandma? Yeah. Sorry. Oh, you're fine. So she passed away. I forced myself to get into Wayne at the last second, um, which was a terrible idea. Uh, It adds to my student debts that I have right now because I just bombed everything because I just didn't care. Like, I went to some classes, but I just... I was somewhere else. Mental state. Yeah, I was somewhere else, and trying to also prove a point to my aunt because she was telling me she'd pay for my school, but only if I went to Macomb. And like, I didn't want to do that. Is your mom's sister? Yeah. Okay. And so she was in charge of the estate, 
and so she was pushing me to go to Macomb, and I'm like, no, 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 I'm going to go to, like, a, a big college, because yeah. that's what all the cool kids do. But yeah, it was a bad idea. It was really bad. Um, I don't think I passed anything that semester, which didn't surprise me. So then the summer comes, and I don't have a job. I quit my job when I went to Eastern, because I can't. Yeah. I'm an Eastern. I can't work during yeah. it. Uh, I <laughs> couldn't find anything, and maybe for a lack of trying up there, so I finally get a job working at a parrot store. A parrot store? Yes. So in the summer... So it's just had... a store that sells parrots? Yes. What? Yes. <laughs> uh, so I finally get a job there. My aunt's finally pleased because she's been up my ass the whole six months about getting a job. Yeah. Responsibilities. And and at this point, I'm still... I'm living at my grandparents' house. Okay. My grandfather's there. He had been diagnosed with Alzheimer's, I think, two years before my grandma passed away. Oh, okay. And... Alzheimer's is a terrible thing, too, because it was like when she died, and they say it, when somebody in Alzheimer's experiences trauma, things get worse. Yeah. It was seeing him take two steps back when my grandma passed. Yeah, I imagine your mind tries to compartmentalize stuff that yeah, doesn't have space for... Or, yeah, so yeah. he got worse. Um, so there was... Eventually, we got a caretaker for him. I had to balance that, helping out with him and my other job with parrots. So was he still living at home? Yes. And then the caretaker was there, too? Yeah. Okay. I don't think the caretaker showed up right away after yeah. she passed, but he passed away in 2007. So I think it was the following year we finally had to get a caretaker for mm. him. That was the other thing, too, was just watching him go through Alzheimer's. And I wish I could have helped more, but... To be honest with you, I was just at an age where it's like, I can't handle this. Yeah. Like, I'm still dealing well, with so her. I mean, it's not, yeah. it's not your responsibility. <laughs> like, it, it, well, I'm sure you feel obligated in some way because it's your family. And I'm, well, I can't like, imagine what that is like going well, through. But. Again, my grandma was my mom. Yeah. He was like a dad. Yeah. So, and I lived in the house rent free. Yeah. So but you felt a little powerless. Yeah. And, and, yeah. and my aunt was asking for help. And my mom was off doing whatever. She was with some guy that was abusing her for, like, ever. Like, at one point, he kidnapped her. I had to go chase. What? Okay. So, yeah. <laughs> she, like, entered into this, her like, her fourth abusive relationship or whatever. And, like, there was one day, she pulls up in his car. And she's like, I'm done. I'm getting my stuff. Blah, blah. Or she was in her car. Sorry, her truck. He pulls up in his van. I see her trying to grab something out of his van. And he jumps in the van, pushes her, and they take off. And I'm like what so i have my little ltz caught up to him pretty quick and i pull up and this is where i go mom and she's like call the police i'm like get out of the car you know so she did she gets in my car uh, i take her home we call the police they make him leave and then i'm like okay i gotta go to work can you do the do these things for grandpa her dad yeah i get home from work she went back with the dude because i gave her a laundry list of things to do so it was like we were demanding things of her to live in the house when it was, yeah. So her solution was get back with an abusive Yeah, I take care of his kids for him. I don't know. Sorry, that was, yeah, that's one no, of the craziest things that happened to me, like, during that time. Well, but, how is, uh, I'm going to flip it a little bit. Yeah, I'm sorry. Oh, you're. I'm all over the place. No, that's, that's always how this goes. <laughs> uh, especially because, you know, one thing will lead to another. That mm-hmm. will make you like, well, but then back this then. This one time yeah. my mom was getting yeah. <laughs> Yes, you can't brush over that. Yeah. <laughs> um. How has your relationship with your dad impacted some of those relationships you had as an adult? Like, did that create any, like, for instance, just <laughs> kind of what I was getting at there. I, no, uh, okay. Like, my parents divorced when I was four. Mm-hmm. I saw my dad once a year, mm-hmm. maybe. Uh, 
every girl I dated, I wanted her dad to think I was the coolest fucking person. <laughs> um, so I was like, there was some abandonment issues there. There's just like the desire for like a male figure in my life to, yeah, where it's been that way with bosses, <laughs> girlfriends, dads, like, yeah, any any sort of authoritative male figure in my life. Yeah, I don't, I don't think it ever <laughs> translated. I didn't have like the Wasn't daddy sure. issues, you know. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm psycho in, in different way, you know, for different reasons. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I just, when I was 16, that's when I realized that my dad was actually just a big piece of shit. Because yeah. when he would take me over to his house, it was, I would sit there playing the 64 until he kicked me off. And then I would go on the TV until he kicked me off and I'd go back to the 64. That was spending quality time. Yeah. Or we'd go to Gibraltar Trade Center where he'd buy himself something. It just kind of felt like an obligation. Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, this is the thing to do, and I haven't done it in a while. And I was like, why do I, you know, like I said, I, well, it stems from, I guess I didn't finish this part. So I idolized my mom from eight to about 14. Yeah. And during this time, she's, she's a toxic parent. Well, she's a toxic person. Um, but she's a toxic parent telling me what a piece of garbage my dad is, yeah. um, which turns out she wasn't wrong, but you still don't say that stuff to your kids. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that's why when I was 15, 16, I'm like, you know what, let's see what, how dad really is. Uh, and like I said earlier, he made no, (laughs) no, you know, um, attempts to change it. Um, but probably about 14 or 15, I start to realize that my mom is also a piece of shit. Like to just be blunt because she yelled and screamed at my grandma, which I learned I'm not proud of that. I struggled with that one for a while. I didn't treat my grandma the way I should have. But then again, I treated her like a teenager treating her mom. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I, I kind of resolved that now, but it tore me up for a while that I treated my yeah. grandma that way. Um, but my mom would just scream and yell because she, like, got the wrong color box or some just whatever. And it's about that time I, I start seeing that. And then my mom also, it, it, you know, it just blew my mind. And so, yeah, I started realizing, you know, she would spend all my child support. Like, she gave some to my grandparents, but for the most part, she was using it to pay for, like, her horse's boarding. Because she could afford all that with her many part-time jobs she had. Um, Did she drink or Yeah, she smoke? Yes, yes, yes. Drugs? I don't think she did drugs. Um, Maybe during the one boyfriend, but I don't think she does now. Uh, Can't afford it. Was she a heavy drinker when you were younger? Yes. Yeah. I, uh, yeah. She would always go in the bar. She's a bar fly. Okay. And so, like, I start seeing that, and that's when I don't idolize her anymore. Not yeah. only is she mean to me, I see that she's mean to my grandma, and she doesn't really do much. And it's yeah. like, what are you doing? You know? And so my grandparents took everything, glasses, clothes. They were always the ones fronting the bill for that. Yeah. They, they didn't get much of the child support. She was using it to go do whatever she wanted. Yeah. So, yeah, that's the time I stopped idolizing her. And that's shortly after I realized that my dad's also a piece of garbage, too, officially. Um, I've since had many fights with him, you know, about how he treated me as a child. Yeah. You still talk to him today? No, no, I have not actually talked to him since April of 2007. Okay. It's 12 years? Yes. No. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, he, he always tells my brother, tell your fucking sister I love her. And I'm like, that's nice. <laughs> but it, my dad, we'd have these fights and he's like, yeah, I did those things. I'm sorry. I want to, can we have a start with a clean slate? And I'm like, okay, 
we'll start as friends. But my dad has this thing where he's like, I'm your father. Don't talk to me yeah, that way. You don't feel like he's earned that and <laughs> title. That, and, and like the last four, I'm like, you didn't earn it. Yeah. Like we start out as friends and then you can become my dad. Yeah. But if you know me well enough, I'm going to tell you how it is. Yeah. My dad doesn't like it when I tell him how it is or disagree with him. I think the last time we had a, I mean, I guess if you count Facebook, I might have talked to him since, but he posted on my brother's Facebook that my brother was excited about his new socks. And he goes, gay? And I'm like, how is it gay that he's excited about socks? What is, like, why would you even go? And so, like, had a little fight there. Yeah. Because um, it was stupid. I'm like, why would you? So, uh, I'm, I'm trying to get us back to where we were. Sorry. <laughs> oh, you're not at all. Um, uh, so, you broke up with the... First boyfriend. First guy. Because, he's just, we we yeah. were together because we were together. Yeah. And, and that's the well, first the high lesson. school relationship bled over. and uh, He was just the guy I picked that I like, and we just ended up together. Yeah. And just ended up being a thing. And then it ended up that we really didn't have a ton of important things in common. And we were just together because we were just together. Like, that was what it is. And yeah. when I had that realization, that's where I learned my first relationship, run, relationship lesson is that you don't stay because you're comfortable. Yeah. Um, so I started dating... Um, I jump from relationships pretty quick. Um, I, I have a serial monogamist. <laughs> I am a serial monogamist. Yes. Um, I, I feel like I have a very clear, clear view of what I want and yeah. I'm willing to just try yeah. and you don't learn if you don't try. Yeah. So I'll move on to my second relationship, which actually was like my childhood sweetheart, <laughs> my mom's best friend's son. Oh, I had a big crush on him before I started dating the other guy. Huge crush. You know, he, he wasn't hot when he lived with us, but then, like, he turned into, like, this big, popular, cool kid. And oh, and they lived with you at one point? Yeah. Her, her her best friend got a divorce and needed a place to stay, I think. E- either way, they ended up coming to live with us for a while. So you guys already had, like, a, a, an intimate relationship because you, like, grew up together. You lived together at some point as kids. Mm-hmm. So yep. this was this was awesome. I imagine in your twenties yeah. meeting this person again and yeah, and we just hit it off, and we always you know we we had a lot of things in common, and um, that was actually a really good relationship. I I was the one that was the problem because I was like, you know what, I want to go play the field, <laughs> and, and I don't. It, that's what I wanted to yeah. do, and so rather than be with him and then always wonder what other people are like, I'm like, look, I I can't. I don't want to go into a relationship or even get married with this in my yeah. in my mind. Which was funny because the day I broke up with him, apparently he went ring shopping as well. Oh. Yeah, right? How long were you guys together? Two years. Okay. Was that was that nice? Just having someone that kind of like knew your family dynamic? Yeah. Knew, so yeah, you... it was... They were all like... His mom was like ecstatic. Yeah. Although she also was a little bit of a psycho because that was her baby boy. <laughs> yeah. And like she... And your mom's her best friend? Yeah. Um, she had, she looked at him as the man of the house and kind of like, not creepily a husband way, but like, this is my man of the house. Yeah. You know, even though she had a boyfriend, like it was just, there There was one day I'm like, your mom's going to say this because this is how she is. And like, he got in the car one day, he's like, she did it. And I'm like, I told you. I'm like, she's not doing it to be mean or but that's just, she's stuck. Yeah. Um, I wish I could remember exactly what it was rather than give you something vague, but... That was her thing. She just, she didn't want to let him go. So we dated for a while and then I broke it off. And then I'd started dating some scumbag that I met at my CompUSA job. 
he was actually emotionally abusive, which I found out that I can take emotional abuse for about six months. And then I'm like, I'm done. So, yay, not like my mom where I stay in these for years. Finally break up with him. He lets me live there for a minute. I start dating some other guy, and he's like, you got to get out of here. And I'm like, yeah, you're right. So you live there with him when you guys are broken up? Yep. How awkward is that? Care. (laughs) Fair enough. Um, It's not the first time. Or I'm sorry, no, that is the first time. Okay. It's not the last time. (laughs) Uh, But anyway, I start dating this guy. He moves me out. I've come to find out I was some sort of side chick. Um, when we started dating, I said, hey, I'm either in the relationship or I'm not. Yeah. Like, I got two speeds. So I, I figured it out later. Yeah, it was just some sort of side piece. And it was it was okay, Cupid. Then that following fall, I was just working at Office Max. I didn't like the way management was going. So I ended up going to Staples. And then come September, that's when I start working at Best Buy. Yeah. That's where Best Buy finally shot my brother. <laughs> After applying a bajillion times, it takes my brother again. My brother got me into Cambiose. Okay takes my brother getting me into best buy is he already at best buy yes and they love him because again he will he will woo the crap out of you like he he has a woo he's like the only woo i kind of trust (laughs) but anyway yeah so i start at best buy my brother gets me in and i'm working you know i told matt moeller who was the gm at the time yeah i'm like you know i really wish i was in geek squad like that's that's my jam yeah and he's like, well, we don't really hire right into Geek Squad, which no longer is a thing. Yeah. And I don't know if he was just saying that. Somebody I used to work at CompUSA ends up working at the Geek Squad in Utica. Hey, we need, we have an opening. And the Geek Squad manager there, or the DCI at the time, <laughs> um, was actually training with me. Like, I met him while he was training at, U- or at oh, okay. Roseville. Perfect. And so... We all know each other. And he's stars like, aligned. Yeah. And he's yeah. like, yeah, come on over. I need it. I need an agent. So I finally got to go to Geek Squad at a different store. Yeah. It was great. I nailed it. Uh, and then we got a new... Oh, I'm sorry. Backing up. Because <laughs> this is important. So this manager, this DCI was getting married. And so I go to his wedding and I meet up with the other manager. And I notice he's not with his wife. And I'm like, where's your wife? And he's like, mm. And I'm like, oh. That didn't pan out. <laughs> yeah, it's not panning out. So we end up talking like all night. Just talk, 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 talk. You know, BFFs. Yeah. Um, it was really great. So long story short, within about a month, me and him are dating. Back. Did you ever go back to college? I did, I did. Okay. Sorry, I've left this part out. That's fine. So while I'm in Staples Office Max, I'm, I'm doing the college thing. I think maybe I might take a semester off, but I'm going back. Uh, Is this at Wayne? No, now I'm going to Oakland. So I guess I took off probably from 2006 to 2008. Yeah, a couple years ago. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I ended up having to take Japanese three times because, again, I college is tough for me so it's japanese (laughs) yeah um so do you speak japanese a little a little bit yeah a little um i can definitely speak japanese more than german yeah take Um, german too i'm guessing (laughs) i took four years in german in high school oh wow learned nothing (laughs) i did i was a very bad student my teacher really just had mercy on me but so yeah, I'm back in college at this point. I, I have, I do like three good semesters and bomb another one. Three good semesters, bomb. That's like, I have a trend. That's the pattern. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I met this guy in my Japanese class. Yeah. Which I actually, I took Japanese in Oakland, bombed it. 
took it again at OCC because my friend said it would transfer and I could fix my grade for cheaper. Find out, no, I have to retake it back at Oakland. So, so I took Japanese one three times. Nice. So by the time I get into this third class, I would walk in, put down my homework, and just jam it out. And he told me later, like, he was all freaked out because he's like, I'm not this fast. He's like, what? Like, I made him feel inadequate for a minute because, you know, because, <laughs> and it wasn't, and he told me this after I'm like, no, I, I <laughs> this is my third time I've taken this class. Yeah. Like, at this point, Been I, there, done that, guy. Yeah, I did amazing in the second semester or the second one I took it with. A, it was actually with a different teacher who's yeah. a great teacher. I'm sa- I was sad they lost her to U of M, <laughs> but U of M gained a, uh, gained a great Japanese teacher. So not only was she a great teacher, I had mastered the whole thing. So yeah. it wasn't hard. So talking to him and what he does, he does um, programming for vehicle, I, think, I suppose to sign up as like vehicle diagnostics. When they're doing prototyping in cars, they do like some of the equipment that gives the feedback. Okay. And I'm like, oh, my boyfriend can do a lot of that stuff he's he the man just looks at a book and for coding and he's like okay i got it like he just gets it he he was part of the build-up when it first started becoming popular he's been there every step and he just retains everything he's a very brilliant man that's cool and and that's the other thing i can't i need smart people and i found out that if i'm not with somebody who is at least mostly smart I get really irritated. Yeah. And like I said, he is a very brilliant person. So it was like I could have those conversations. Intellectual conversations. And not that I'm some sort of like, you know, raging intellectual, but, yeah. you know, it wasn't like. You need to be mentally stimulated. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Probably a good way to put it. And so I got him to get him like an audition with the company and they snapped him right up. So finally. We move in with him, and we're living in this wonderful house that I miss, <laughs> and we just kind of hang out, and then when me and him first started dating, when he was going through his divorce, I'm like, look, dude, I know now's not a good time. I'm like, but do you think he'll ever want to get married again? Do you think he'd ever want to have another kid? Yeah. He's like, yeah, 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 and then about a year or so... But a year and a half in the relationship, he's like, you know what? I don't know if I actually want those things. And I'm like, we talked about this. Yeah, I was just like, well, that's, I I can't give that up. That is a core thing that I want in my life. Is yeah. So we broke up. And I go to this other store. I have that going on in my life. I have those two managers that don't care for me. They ended up needing help at the Auburn Hills store. Oh, yeah. Yep. 449. Yes. The country club. <laughs> the country club. So they need help at, in Geek Squad at the Auburn Hills store. Geek Squad's in my blood. They send me over. They love me. Yeah, so then I transferred to Auburn Hills. And it worked out because even though I was traveling faster, or I'm sorry, faster, traveling farther. <laughs> Maybe faster. It was faster. <laughs> uh, you know, city roads, you're not going 80 miles an hour. Even though it was farther, um, all my shifts, I was always going the opposite of traffic. Yeah. So it was never a big deal. When did we get back together? We broke up in <laughs> August. And then October, he calls me over and tells me he's thought about it and, you know, he, he's not ready, but he'll get there. And, um, I will get married again. Yeah, I will get married again. And I'm like, okay, 
He's like, but I'm not sure about kids. I'm like, you know what? Kids, kids are awful. I'm okay with leaving that off the table. <laughs> kids are the worst. Yeah, I'm okay with leaving that off the table. Yeah. So we had gotten back together like that October. Finally, after five years, his best friend started dating this chick, and they get engaged after like a year and a half. And I told her, I'm like, if you get married before I do, I'm not gonna. I'm not saying this to make you guilty, but I just want you to know, me and Chuck gonna have problems. And they did. So they got married in September. And finally, October, I'm like, what the fuck, man? Like, we've essentially been together for five years. Yeah. Like, everything's great except this one thing. You spent five years with me. Why can't we just get married? Yeah. You know, Take I told you from the beginning, you know, and it's, oh, it's just a piece of paper. It's, I'm like, it's not a piece of paper to me. Yeah. It is. It is that stability and all that that I don't have anymore. And, and that's when that kind of comes from is my grandparents. Like... When they passed away, like, in my mind, I just envisioned these pillars coming down. Yeah. I had no support. And so it's like, to me, marriage is even more important because then I have that stability, that yeah. person that's always there. Not probably the way you, healthily to look at it, but, like, that's, a, that's one of the reasons it was important to me. We're a product of our, our upbringing. Yeah. <laughs> so it, it was just important to me. That and, like I said, Lucy and Dick Van Dyke and just these happy, yeah. you know cookie cutter houses like that's what i grew up on yeah so i think all those things combined it was just super important so i'm like all right guess we're done here and like he even t he, he like really didn't want to and i don't know why but it was like we have this is a deal breaker yeah you've known this since day one before we started dating when i asked you like, yeah th this is it we yeah. broke up for this yeah and he's like well you know I was still at Best Buy, so he's like, well, you know, holiday season, maybe we should wait until after holiday season, so that way you're not stressed out. And I'm like, no, dude, oh, like, man. do I have to move out? He's like, no. And I'm like, okay, then I don't care. Like, it's no more stressful than it is right now. Yeah. So, I mean, we were still fuck buddies for a while, um, and I wasn't really dating anybody. So this you know? is the second time you lived with the ex. <laughs> yes, this okay. is the second time. Just keep him counting. Yep, that's the second time. So, I stayed with him until august the following year when i ended up moving in with the next boyfriend that we were talking about earlier that didn't work because we had and I, and I told him this we had two our values were too different yeah now i i will say i am super bummed that that relationship not like the romantic but just that friendship is yeah. destroyed now because it's fun. We're yeah. both terrible people. <laughs> and there were a lot of jokes to be had. And yeah. now they're not there anymore. And I, I am sad that it was ruined by it. Yeah. Um, but that led you to meet your now husband, right? So, yes. Yeah, so, I started working at that new company in uh, in April. And then as soon as... It's so bad. As soon as we broke up... <laughs> I think I had like a, a week or two like mourning period and then I'm like, shit's done. Yeah. And so I'm like, that guy. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I'd always talk to me. I knew about him and I was like, man, if I wasn't in a relationship, like yeah. maybe. And then I was, I wasn't in a relationship. So I'm like, hmm. <laughs> um, and it was fun because like my brother, I had my brother like, you know, not, hey, my sister. And I was like, tell him, tell him that your sister will make him a sandwich. And so my brother did one day. He's like, hey, my sister, I'll make you a sandwich. <laughs> so, yeah. And, and did you? <laughs> did you know, you I didn't. 
I think it took like a year and a half of us dating for me to make him a sandwich. But I have. But I think I can count on one hand how many I've actually made. You married in March, right? Yes. Congrats. Thank you. So, yes. That, that brings us up. up to date. It does. It does. <laughs> um, yeah, I got married. Uh, three stepkids. They're all teenagers now. The last one took the final leap the other Sunday. So, And they're all teenagers. Like... My my five year boyfriend, like he had a kid and I watched him grow up from like twelve to like sixteen yeah. and he made it look easy. He's <laughs> he's a chill kid, like his his dad's pretty now chill. Now there's three of them here. Yeah, now I have three and they are all legitimate teenagers. <laughs> like just kids. There yeah. <laughs> um and then you know, obviously dealing with the other parent. Um she's different. <laughs> Yep. 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 We'll leave it at that. Yep. <laughs> um, so um, it's come up with multiple people on mm-hmm. this already. Okay. Uh, so that's why I, if it was something you were open to talking about. Yeah. It's... Uh, it seems to help people when they hear about other people's experience because it's something, like I said, it's crazy as a guy. I've heard about it so much that it's mm-hmm. so common that I'm like, why don't people talk about this more? Oh, Because yeah. I'm sure you end up in this situation where you, there's a level of shame there that even though it's undeserved. Yeah. Um, so the the miscarriage, I mean, it really is probably the better of the kinds. So the boyfriend that I had that was abusive, um, I ended up miscalculating everything and whoops, I haven't had my period in a week. And oh, yeah. yep, there's the other line, you know. And we were unemployed at the time and so is it get it get an abortion get an abortion i'm like uh it's not really my value but i'm yeah. like yeah probably not a good time because you're kind of an ass yeah so at this point i'm already thinking like it's not good no yeah so on the fence about keeping it to begin with I, well not with him <laughs> um just that like i said he was um the gaslighting and just the yeah. abuse and all that i just i already was like maybe this isn't good for a different reason yeah because unemployment and all that stuff you can always figure it out but maybe just the situation so in in the end though i feel like yeah he he broke me down to agree and so i scheduled it and then like the day before like i just start bleeding so i mean it's miscarriage in the sense that things had started but things hadn't really started and so i was glad that it went that way probably because i was stressed as shit because he broke me he tried to well i'm gonna say yes he he did break me down for like three days yeah um it was probably just the stress from that but i'm like thank goodness i didn't have to go through that procedure um and that was it other than that i I mean it was almost a blessing in disguise it was it really was um do you ever feel I don't I don't know what you are spiritually and like I'm not a religious person. Um, uh, I'm agnostic but, at best. Yeah, that's yeah. Um, but did you feel like that? It's kind of the universe being like, "Don't worry about it. I got this." Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, as weird as it sounds, like he was really broken up about his dad. And the weird thing is, like, I had prayed to like his dad, like help us out and then like the next day it was like here you go and i'm like hmm things that make you believe like out of all the people (laughs) yeah that's the guy where i'm like hey yo dude help me out and i think i have any other questions (laughs) do you have any other story do you have anything did we not talk about anything you want to talk about no um 
like I said, there was a, the one point in high school where I just had that break. Like that really was yeah. a, a pivotal moment for me. And, um, oh, the other thing that I get from my mom, which people always are like, oh, you're so honest. I'm like, well, that comes from my mom having no filters. But at the same time, I don't believe in lying. Yeah. Well, don't get me wrong. It's not like I won't lie to anybody. <laughs> um, but if it's really like, like white lies, those, those yeah. have no effort. Yeah. You know, and it's saving somebody's pride or whatever. Yeah. But when it comes out to the, the big lies and stuff like that, it's just not worth it. It's not worth it to me. Like, that, it's like the worst. It's it's too much work. To yeah. do. I'd rather just tell you to your face, like, whatever. It's um, better than, like, sticking around in something that's... Yeah, you know, you turn into, like, you know, Walter White and just everything <laughs> keeps falling around. Shit went from no to Breaking Bad. Yes. Yeah. But I just, you know what? I just started watching it. Oh. I, I just started season five. Uh, because I also, when stuff like is all hyped and stuff. So guess how it. Oh, right. Well, I, yeah. I'm also really bad at Wikipedia. Like even movies, I'll read the plots. Oh. I can still enjoy them. Yeah. Like that's the thing is it ruins nothing. Yeah. I, I just, okay. Like now I see it. Well, Breaking Bad too is a show where someone could tell you how it ends, but getting to that point. But, is yeah, like, yeah. There, there's stuff left out in the Wikipedia, like the and like, I'm like, yeah. oh. Yeah, whole character introductions and oh, everything. It was funny. I was watching the last episode. Of- All right, you just listened to episode seven with Evelyn, Evie, however you want to, whatever you want to call her, as long as she's fine with that, I guess. Uh, You heard a lot of stuff there, uh, and at the end, I want to thank her for opening up about her miscarriage that was uh, almost an abortion, and the universe was kind of like, no, I'll miscarry this for you. It's a weird way to look at it, but I I don't know, Uh, that may be just me, and I think it's important to point out, uh, and she says this herself, because I wanted to ask her when she was here, and she admits to it, that she does hold a lot of resentment still, and I want to encourage people, uh, including you, Evelyn, to, to, I mean, let that go if you can. You know, that stuff, that is that is toxic, and as we've discussed on here, and I think we mentioned in the episode, um, you store that stuff in your body, it, it, it hardens and, and will drag you down, so... So let that stuff go. And one thing that I've learned too, that and I was re-listening to this and uh, I, I don't think I had heard what I was listening to before, but people don't always realize their effect on you. Um, and I think that's important to keep in mind. There's a lot of people that I thought were kind of shitty at some point in my life and talking to them later in life, they don't have a clue that they affected you in that way. And there's a chance that they were shitty to you because they were trying to make up for feeling shitty themselves. So you were just an outlet. And it's unfortunate, but uh, when you hold that when you hold that resentment towards those people, um, it's, I don't think it's it's a good thing. And it's, it's hard to get over, and it's hard to move on and to forgive, but uh, one of the healthier decisions you can make. So something to keep in mind. I, I really appreciate... Um, what she's done and shared with me here and all the hurdles that she's gone through in relationships. And I'm really happy that Evie is now married and she has that family she wanted and good for her. And that is great. Uh, you can follow me and the podcast on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook, Instagram and Facebook at friend request pod. 
and Twitter friend request JL. Pretty sure I don't have any Twitter followers, but that's okay. I post stuff there all the time anyway. Uh, thank you again, guys, for all your support, and I will talk to you next week.